Hey, thought you lost the keys, Smats. Mm -hmm. What's going on, everybody? My friend Smats, chew the Smats. Chew the stats, stats kid. kid. Whatever the hell he is, is here. Smats the stats kid? I think that's it. It's yeah, that's minute, what we so. call him. What's you know good, what? Chew? I think this will help us get back in the swing of things. Oh, what's going on, everyone? It's Smats the stats kid coming back at you after. Pause me if you heard this before. Probably a couple week hiatus. Just got a new job. Uh, kind of getting my schedule all set up and stuff. Had some personal stuff going on. After two and a half years, the COVID finally got me. But the we're back. COVID and we finally ready. We're ready to me. ride, so we're good to go. It was Happy funny because be I was about to hit you up to pot, and then I was like, oh shit, Chew's got COVID. I don't think he can come yep. through. Plus, with my Wi-Fi, we've tried me FaceTiming in before. It doesn't work too hot for my Wi-Fi. Yeah, that would so, have been you know. funny. COVID shoe coming yeah, through, coming on, the through on the pod. Yeah. Yeah, about one out of every seven words, and then my internet cutting in and out, so. It is interesting, because uh, Duke was telling me about it when I went and saw him. You took at-home tests, or you get a real, like, legitimate yeah, test? Yeah, so it was kind of funny. So I took at-home tests, went and got the actual PCR test, where your results are supposed to come back in one to two days. They never sent me my results back. Huh. But I waited, and then I took another at-home test. It was negative, and that was like a week and a half ago. So at least you got to watch yeah. a little baseball stuff while you had the yeah. COVID. Well, actually, they it was still the, in the first. Lockout. Yeah, the first two days until I um, tested negative was the first two days of March Madness. So it couldn't have That's been better true. timing, really. The madness has been good. Mm -hmm. Baseball's back. NBA's inching towards the playoffs. NFL offseason's been wild. It's been really crazy in the sports world. Oh, yeah. Uh, looking forward to touching up on it with you for sure. I think Rich is stopping by. Appreciate all love and support for the podcast as always. Looking forward to touching on some sports today with the boys. Yes, sir. Hitting an NBA game this week. I thank yes, you sir. coming we for that, right? Yes, sir. It I also should be a good, off, uh, so we'll get up there early and have a field day. Nice time. Should be a good time today. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. See if Rich is going to be here in a minute. What's even good with the baseball, though? Like, they're going to be starting up April 7th, right? Yeah, so they're starting up April 7th. They're doing their warm-up games, spring training games now. Guys are, you know, pitchers are starting to loosen up, trying to stretch out a little bit. DeGrom went two innings his first start. He went three innings yesterday. Max Scherzer, I don't know. We all know the dude's a psychopath, right? In a good way. Absolute nutcase. But um, for this dude to be fighting for the MLBPA... All offseason, staying up late nights and then negotiating. He's there the whole time. <sighs> For him to come out, he threw six innings yesterday, 88 pitches. Um, Ron Darling was talking about it on the air when I was watching the game, and it's like it's just incredibly impressive that a guy this early into the season in spring training, and obviously there was like gaps and stuff too, it started up a little bit late. For him to be this warmed up and stretched out, ready to go, he, he could go out in a couple days and be ready to throw seven innings on opening day, but he's going to get another start in before then, and then, you know, they'll ramp up. He's starting the second game of the season. DeGrom's got the season opener, but um, it'll be interesting. The Mets are in Washington, so Max Scherzer's first start as a New York Met will be in Washington against his old team, which when he probably hangs it up, he'll be wearing a Nationals cap in the Hall of Fame, so it's pretty cool. It's As you can cool tell, Chu's that. real pumped about the baseball, me not so much, but I appreciate the passion for it. Appreciate Chu always stopping by to keep me up on it. Seggy Station Podcast, much love well, you know here, Chu, what's while we're good? Here, before Rich gets in stuff too, I figure, before we get into the other sports and whatnot, let's do a little... Um... Little prediction, little prediction like we did last year. Oh, I, saw I believe Shoei, you called, you called the AL MVP last year, and I called the NL MVP. I saw Shohei Tani's uh, on the mound for opening day. So mm -hmm. basically, when I was asking what's good with baseball, uh, baseball opening day is uh, April seventh, right? April seventh, yes, sir. Yeah, all right, I'll watch that only, and then I won't be watching baseball hey, for about right. three months. Yeah, until the other sports uh, wrap up, yeah. and you need something to watch. But um, 
But no, I'm happy for you, dude. It's great. Yeah. Cra- it's crazy how like things have been going, bro. Like mm-hmm. the lockout we were in talking about it, and then like you know, no, it no finally season. went away, and then for it to get to got, a point where I was like, there's going to be a half a season or uh-huh. less, and now we're actually getting a full 162. It's pretty awesome. It's yeah, pretty, you know what I think's awesome. even crazier too is then I talked about this with Rich. I know Rich doesn't want to talk about this again, so hopefully he's not here for another couple minutes or so. But Kyrie makes his debut, and he's not vaccinated. The mandate got changed, and that. Uh, was something that was kind of attributed to not only baseball as well with the Mets players and some of these Yankees players, New York mandate, right? Yep. But uh, Rich brought it up. I saw you sent it in the chat. I just, I'm just like, wow, yeah. Like I kind of knew this was gonna be the thing, but like yeah, didn't really want it to politics, be. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just so funny to me because now with all that smoke both ways, always like Kyrie's mm-hmm. back playing, like he's not vaccinated and. At this point, you still got tons of situations like that going on, just coming off when you get the COVID. It's just weird to me. It's just very weird yeah, to me. Well, I'm trying to ask itself, Rich what rule. changed. I'm trying to ask Rich, uh, you know, where are we at? Because mm-hmm. to me, this is like, oh, well, now people are like, oh, see? Like, look, Kyrie, like, stood his ground. Like, but And a, I'm not mad that, like, that. Yeah, Kyrie's not vaccinated. I'm more confused with the on NBA the rules, is, yeah. like, why wasn't he allowed to play? Well, no, it wasn't an NBA rule. And so, it was a New York rule. And yeah, that's what Rich that, tries but. to say, but I don't understand why then because visiting players were allowed to go there and play, but Kyrie couldn't be there as a because home player not, playing. The rule not, itself yeah. doesn't really make sense. I, I believe, let me just break it down. I'm not 100% sure, but the way I interpret it is the way it worked is because he was an employee of New York. And the other guys are employed yeah. from different uh, states and stuff, too. You know so what they I think? have to follow their own state. Yeah, that's that fine, and we can too. go with that, but what I think is more shameful and saddening to me is that i see that even your guy what's his name steve cohen mlb mm-hmm. owner of the mets whatever we're calling him attributing attributing money towards the mayor to be able to i don't even know no, dude you just me, see all this stuff let me break it down let me break it's down. like so so <laughs> it goes down to the twitter mayor, machine is just mayor, terrible Bill de Blasio, um when Steve Cohen was trying to buy the team, there was a lot of things they had to jump through. The deal fell through, then it was on again, then I'm not sure, maybe it, there was like two times. It fell through once, and then he came back, and Mayor uh, Bill de Blasio wasn't going to allow it to happen, um, and then Steve ended up donating a bunch of money to New York and stuff too, trying to fix up the area around City Field, stuff like that, so they passed it, but then I believe it probably pissed Steve off royally, because he's not a man to really be fucked with, so... When mayor, er, new mayor Eric Adams was uh, running for office, Steve Cohen donated $1.5 million to his campaign. So, you know, I can't confirm or deny anything, but I certainly think he probably made a phone call because guys like Brandon Nimmo, J.D. Davis, we don't know the status of DeGrom with his vaccination status or anything. Um, you know, those are big name players. And then also on the other side, you look at the Yankees because they play Toronto. Their players, you know, guys like Aaron Judge who aren't vaccinated and there's a couple others won't be able to go and play in Toronto, but also not be able to play in their home games. I certainly think that Steve Cohen probably made a call to Eric Adams and said, hey, let's talk about this a little bit. I'm sure Hal Steinbrenner made a call and stuff too. And then you have the Nets organization that's been working on it for a while. But they changed the rules. So if you are an athlete or a performer, uh, they waive the vaccination status. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, it just kind, Money of, ploy. Yeah, just kind of goes to show you um, you know, if you have power and status a little bit, maybe you can get it. It's unfair to the, uh, the people who aren't vaccinated, but also there still is a global pandemic. And I do understand both sides because it is kind of the rule itself was kind of crazy, especially when they started talking about enforcing it in baseball. When you played a whole season last year, when the vaccine, 
the vaccine had come out and stuff too. Play a whole season, there were none of these rules, and then it seemed like it was almost <laughs> like the Kyrie rule, right? Um, where they threw it in. So I'm glad that they fixed that for athletes. Yeah, and but dude, that's but that's like, messed that's, up to me, dog. Exactly. Like, that, it's still to me like all right. This is this is where I'm. I think where me, you, Rich, all of us are a little bit uh, not on the same page. Where what I'm trying to say is like. Kyrie Irving, such a great basketball player in my eyes, gets absolutely scolded and ripped through the, by you, my friends, uh, yeah. all types of people, because he, you know, decided he's not trying to get vaccinated. But he's been upfront about it the whole time. He, has he didn't pull an Aaron Rodgers yeah, and lie, oh. and he got suspended one game. This dude, Kyrie Irving's missed like 35, 40 games this year. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's not even close to comparison. You got other athletes that are trying to pull... Well, the I'm not vaccinated, this is the reasons why. And polls have shown that they are just not down for dudes trying to say, well, I've had COVID a couple times, so I'm immune to it, or or religious exemptions. It, dude, it's just garbage to me. So Kyrie Irving, to me, being the most real, the most upfront, gets scolded for it, not able to play in home games, obviously affecting the next season, which, by the way, lost to the Hornets last night, a team we're going to see, who are now above the Nets, in playoff, uh, Nets are in the ninth seed in the East. Me and Rich will have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Lakers are in the tenth seed. They lost a game last night with a twenty-three point lead that I had money all over. That I don't even know if we'll be able to talk about because I'm about to just puke all over my computer. Because yep. I'm just like, what? How did that even happen? Yep. But that, I mean, dude, I don't think the Lakers are gonna make the plan. Probably you go not. look at their schedule, like, and LeBron tweaking up his ankle. Like, yeah, he's probably gonna play, but like, it ain't gonna matter when you're blowing twenty-three point leads to the Pelicans. And I've been on the Pelicans. I've been talking here on the Pelicans even without Zion, and if Zion could just get back on the court, man, the Pelicans would be pretty nice. Not yeah. saying they're going to make a run, but I know what you're there's saying, other teams I like. It's like, damn, the Lakers can't beat the Pelicans yeah. with Zion. Well, apparently they can't beat them without Zion either. Yep. When you have a 23-point lead at 20-point lead at halftime, and it was mm-hmm. their largest halftime lead this year, <laughs> and they lost the game by, I think, 10 points. I'm got not surprised. Got outscored 69-37. Yeah. I do just want to get back into the Kyrie thing real quick because he did get scrutinized by myself and stuff too. But we'd be lying if we said that people weren't only just scrutinizing him for not taking the vaccine and stuff because he ha- does have a rap sheet of uh, controversy. So I think that plays into yeah, it a dude. Bit. But like, this is getting, like this is where let me let me finish. Let me finish. Where... People getting a little sick with it, right? Like just kind of like, oh my god, he's in the news again for this. Like you know, you think of obviously when he was on the Cavs, then he had to split up and do that, and then that kind of ruined their sure. uh, their window or what they made the finals with LeBron and a bunch of ragtag yeah, teammates. But that's then, fine. Then he goes to Boston. I'm going to resign stuff too. Yeah. There's the drama there. So I think it all kind of factors into that. And let's be honest here. No one likes talking about the vaccine if you're vaccinated or not because it just always, every time, just seems to be just like butting heads. Yeah, you know? but that's and the that's problem. problem. Everything's yeah. so like divided and mm-hmm. that's like an uncomfortable conversation not, yeah, exactly. that people just like don't want to have but at yeah. the same time people are walking around talking about it mm-hmm. so that's why i think it's funny oh, and yeah. they're also talking about it behind a screen and, and blasting guys like kyrie irving mm-hmm. which by the way to me were unfairly not allowed to play and i've been all over this dude i've seen random shit like oh united airlines allowed unvaxxed workers back to work it's like what it's like why weren't they allowed to work before and like follow the the rules and the whole thing is just whack, bro. Like to me, yeah. And to just see where it's at now, because it's gonna, dude. It's not like it's gonna just go away. Like you think it's not gonna affect any of the upcoming seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get the NBA playoffs is probably different. It is all just kind of wild to me, even watching this March Madness tournament, forgetting that last year they were in a bubble. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, and it was 
because I don't really I don't remember that. Really but remember, like when that they Baylor said that won, yeah. last year, I know that Baylor won, but I totally forgot that I they played that in a bubble in, in Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, and the, obviously the year before that was canceled due to COVID. Um, it's just crazy to me. <laughs> it is wild. Obviously, this March Madness tournament has been incredible. St. Peter's, they made their run on Peacock's Day, winning in the Elite Eight or Sweet 16 to make it to the Elite Eight and then losing yesterday in the Elite Eight. Uh, to UNC, absolutely getting smacked by UNC. Who's going to face Duke, by the way, for the first time ever in the NCAA tournament, which I, fu- I had to, like, go check that up, like, multiple times because I just found that so hard to believe, all the things that we've watched. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up loving UNC, and I've seen them play Duke a million times. I'm like, damn, there's no way they haven't played in the NCAA tournament. Well, apparently that's a fact. Now it'll be happening in the yep. Final Four this weekend on Saturday, and then you have the championship game on Monday, I believe. Um, Final Four, obviously, national championship. And I'll have to check the bracket. I don't even know. I know I'm not in on it. Uh, but I'll be paying out to whoever wins uh, the Seg Station bracket challenge. Shout out to everybody who got in that. Um, but, yeah, no, it is kind of all just wild to me, man, for real. The whole Kyrie makes his debut last night, didn't really play well. And that's obviously in the nine seed is kind of wild. Lakers in the 10th seed. Like, these are teams Nets are currently favored to – Win the East like and the second favorite yeah, to, like to finals, no yeah. currently right now, the Nets are favorited to win the East and uh, second favorite to come out of and win the NBA championship. Wow! And that's as the Boston Celtics, by the way, which I wish Duke would just come by, but he won't. But eighteen and twenty-one on January sixth. I've been all over this too. I still got the note right here, and they're first in the East right now. And I, you know. That's I, I had him dead in the water. I think Jason Tatum needs to be in the in the MVP conversation. Rich gets oh, on me for that, but no, I I mean he's I was done giving him this analogy in this case since we talked about it a couple weeks. Yeah, ago. this is a bigger sample size I think than mm-hmm. people are giving credit to because yeah. Rich wants to pull this recency bias thing. And yeah, the Celtics started off a little bit slow in the season, but like new coach, a lot of a lot of new players. Obviously, yeah, the trade deadline a little bit late. Um, there's no denying. I think they're thirty. I think they're thirty six and nine since they were that's, eighteen that's and twenty one. Yeah. Like on pace to win like sixty something games. Um, and yeah, there's a couple other shout outs for sure in the NBA. I don't know if Rich is ever going to make it here. I'll text him, but that's all right. Until then, I wanted to ask him and you about uh, getting slapped in the face like that because I didn't see that until this morning, and yeah, I, I was like watching all the stuff on this, and I'm like, wait, what? And, I, and all you guys are like bowled up my. Ch- chat about it like dude i don't think that was like i've seen it now i've been watching it so many times i don't think that was staged no that was real and i don't know to me that was like that's like a pretty like 2020 moment where i'm just like yeah that like basically describes like how i felt about the lakers blowing that 23 point lead last night woken up checking my phone uh which by the way i can't rich wait for rich to get here because i cashed out 300 dollars on fanduel sportsbook Ooh, nice. I had six. I had like five ninety five in my account, Ooh. and this was off Kyrie. I was saying Kyrie and Nets bets the last couple weeks plus March Madness. Mm-hmm. I wish March I threw. Madness, I, I wish I threw fifty on the St. Peter's uh, money line on Purdue. I only mm-hmm. threw five, but it was oh. five to like win thirty nine. That's oh, how big it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I've been I've been just doing straight bets, a couple parlays, hitting a couple parlays here and there. Five dollars yeah. to like win seventy, nothing crazy, but literally just putting like twenty five fifty down on like boosts and like hitting for like mm-hmm. one fifty, two hundred yep. at a time. 
couple oh, yeah. like days in a row. Yeah, and it's so that's nice. when I'm like, oh, all right. Like, yeah, I actually jokingly, it was uh, two horrible bets, but so far I'm two for two on betting on the Mets in spring training. Um, why Big would I ever bet um, on the Mets in spring training? I don't know, but it's the Mets, and especially yesterday, I was so gassed up with the Grom and Scherzer on the hill that I threw five bucks. It was like minus two fifty or something like that. I, I won like six dollars and. 60 cents but you know what that's positive and we take it we take it six dollars i did get a i did get um yeah five dollars to win 660 i won a dollar and 60 but um gotta have some slight wins yeah no it was just kind of fun it's more it makes it more like uh worthwhile to invest watching in something especially spring training well here's the thing this is what i think is really funny like all right like the mets say they have like a decent season imagine if you bet on every single game like that low amount and like even the yep. games that they lost, like you lose five, like over time, like the money line hits a couple times. If I, I had that would work out, and then they just if they win more than they lose, the I problem with that the is, same is every I, day you'd end up winning more. Like last night, I was like, "Oh, Lakers, are gonna win this game." I bet before the game even started, bro. Yep. I was watching the game too on my phone because it wasn't the game on TV, and then halftime come around, I'm like, "Oh man, like they, I'm gonna." Mm-hmm. This is, I don't feel like staying up till midnight tonight, eleven o'clock. I'm like, yep. they got this. Woke up. I could not believe, yep. I could not believe that they lost that. I had to watch, I was watching it. Like, obviously, they've been showing all yeah. that. All right, Seg, so I got questions for That's you. Tough. Baseball before Lakers Rich gets on. Are beat. Who you got, AL MVP? You going back-to-back Shohei's? I don't even know if I know enough baseball players to even do this. You know, the baseball is tough for me. All right, well, I'm Dude, still going to Dude, I think Tatis so is going to be starting all year and playing all year. Is no, he hurt? He, yeah. He crashed his motorcycle and, like, had to get arm surgery or hand surgery or something. He oh, so he's beaten. He's going to be out at least the first month or something. Yeah. Um. So that's tough, but obviously it, when he is playing, he's so electric. He's amazing. As far as AL MVP goes, obviously I feel like the smart choice would be Shohei when you see what he did on the mound and at the plate last year. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Vladimir Guerrero Jr., He's looking great in spring training so far. He had one of the best seasons as a 21-year-old last year, 21 or 22, I forget. But at any rate, incredibly young. Hit a bunch of homers. He's just an amazing player. He's in great shape this Guess year. Guess what, so I'm Rich? Ride with him. Choose talking baseball. Yes, sir. And then if we we're gonna go a AL Cy Young, you know what? I'm gonna go out on a whim here, and I'm gonna go Shohei's gonna win the Cy Young this year. I was originally going to pick Garrett Cole, but I was watching highlights yesterday. He's given up home runs to Vanessa Hudgens' boyfriend, Cole Tucker. He's 30 pounds overweight, has a big beer belly, it looks like. So not too confident in Garrett Cole this year. He'll probably make me eat my words, but I'm going to go Shohei. As far as NL Cy Young, um, we already know who I'm riding with. If he's healthy, they should just change the name to the Jacob DeGrom Award. But the two guys with the best odds to win the NL Cy Young are both pitching in orange and blue, which is pretty cool. And then I think I'm going to go with a homer pick. Uh, as far as MVP, I think this is going to be a massive, massive year for Francisco Lindor. He had two home runs yesterday, one from each side of the plate. Where's All three he of his hits. He's playing short for the New York Metropolitans. Obviously, he had the down year last year after signing the big contract. But from you got him for MVP, on, huh? I do, actually. I know wow. it's kind of crazy, but Smats his exit velos are Mets high right now. Early. I'd love to see that. Um, his defense is always amazing. I think there's a little bit more protection in that lineup. I think Alonzo has a chance, too. He's going to have a big year. But I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to pick Francisco Lindor to win the MVP. I know people probably think I'm crazy, but you know what? <clears throat> I'm riding with it. He's hit 38 home runs. That's his career high. Shoes in the coming past. through I think and he's gonna really riding the Mets early. Um, 
he's real hyped for baseball season. He doesn't have his Mets jersey on, but he's got his Mets sweater on and his Mets hat, and he's ready to mm-hmm. go. Uh, yes, what's good, Rich? You trying to get slapped in the face like Chris Rock last night and take it like that, or what? What's good? What's up, boys? How we doing? You look like you got slapped in the face. I know I felt like I got slapped in the face after having about 50 beans on the Lakers' money line last night and had one parlayed with a with a Dallas Mavs money line, which was a huge comeback win last night. And I'm just waking up feeling like garbage. You got to stop betting the Lakers. Shut the fuck up. That was <laughs> no, nah, that was ridiculous to me, dog. That was. I don't think they're making the. I don't think they're making the play-in tournament, dog. How much money do you have on them to not make the playoffs? Because that might definitely come through now for you. <laughs> I mean, I it's. Or did you cash it out? It doesn't even. It doesn't even matter. I'm not cashing it out. No, it doesn't even matter if they make the play-in or not because they still would have to make like the top eight seeds. So even if they lose in the play-in, I'd still win those. I have to look. It's all on Fanduel because I bet it. I don't use Fanduel anymore, and that's what I was using when it first came out. So all those bets are sitting on Fanduel, and I never look. But. Uh, Close to a thousand dollars, if not more, will for sure hit. Oh wow! Because I put in a few bats. That'd be huge for you, bro. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah no, it's looking That'd great. Nice you go one. check up their schedule right now. After that loss last night, I don't think there's any way they they uh, make this play-in tournament unless the other the other couple teams that are in it like literally just lose out. Like that's literally the only way I see the Lakers making it. Uh, not the Lakers playing well and making it, um, especially with now LeBron's ankle and I'm. Dude, it's just, like, weird for me because you're, you're not blowing those leads. I think they have 14 leads blown with, like, 10-plus points at this point, uh, which is, like, with the Magic and Knicks. Yep, we're going to see a Knicks game this week. That's how much we love they basketball. Just, just terrible. I mean, it's not – there's nothing, like, to say that anyone already doesn't know. But, like, without Anthony Davis, it's just a roster that, like, has no business being on the court together. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no defender. Like, LeBron – isn't defending because he's using all of his effort on offense. Yeah, of course the like, Russ goes they're to putting, They're putting fucking um, Austin Reeves on the best perimeter player on the other team, who's like, you know, he's an energy guy. Yeah, I don't know like how Caruso, Avery Bradley didn't play on, last night. He's not Caruso on defense. And then you have, like, Dwight is your lockdown defender in the paint. He's like, he hasn't been that in a while. He could do it for a few minutes. But, like, they have no defense, and your only scoring option is if Malik Monk or Melo decide to hit a shot or Russ is driving. Otherwise, it's like, LeBron, can you save us with some fadeaways from three or mid-range? And, like, they're fucking going in. LeBron's been incredible, but it's like they have – there's no other option. <laughs> LeBron has been <laughs> ridiculous, but then he loses gas, bro. And this is another thing, too. Yeah, they're just terrible on defense. And I got to attribute some of this to LeBron as well. Literally having to save some of himself for the offense. Year 19, yeah. third most minutes ever in the NBA played. Like, dude, at this point, like – yeah, if Anthony Davis wasn't hurt all the time, I don't think the Lakers would be missing the play-in. Um, but sure. that's not a reality. And so, yeah, everyone's coming at Russ. Uh, like, to me, it's more, hey, this team can't play any defense. I don't know what's good with Melo, but he can only hit a shot at home. I don't know. He might as well just pull pull a Kyrie backwards and only play home games because, bro, he can't do nothing on the road. And you cannot, you cannot go into these games – where, where you're literally the other team best player, I guess Brandon Ingram did play last night, but to me their best player is Zion Williamson, hasn't played all year, is not there. And, yeah, I get it, Anthony Davis is out. You have a 20-point lead, 23-point lead in the game, and, yeah, I get they've blown a bunch of those, couple of those to the Thunder this year too, by the way. But, like, damn, bro, everyone's talking this must-win game, and you end up losing that game. To me, that's that's pretty much the cap right there. This is the cap right here, like, you go look at their schedule. 
I don't see it happening unless Anthony Davis is back tomorrow. Like, is he coming back tomorrow? Does anybody know what's good with Anthony Davis? Because that's the only hope and prayer I have he's, to be able to see the Lakers in the playoffs. He's at least a week or so away, and their end of their schedule is tough. So their next few weeks are Mavs, Jazz, Pelicans, Nuggets, Suns, Warriors, and they play the Thunder, and then they end with the Nuggets. That's like they play eight games in a row of like filthy teams there. Like they're they're in trouble. And like I want I want the Lakers to make the play, and I don't want like the Spurs to sneak into the last playing spot or something like that. Like I want to watch LeBron James in the playing tournament. Um, so I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. You gotta, you gotta you hope think, LeBron's going to blow him there. But he also tweaked his ankle last night in that game, and he, they were asking him how it's looking. He's like, it's pretty fucking bad. So, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if if LeBron's ankle is fucked up. I mean, I know he wants to go out there and play, but like, I don't think he's going to go out there and fuck his ankle up more to get like maybe get the ten seed. I don't know. So like, well, their season could be over right now if LeBron's not playing the next three four games. They're they're toast. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I look at it is, I love LeBron, all this, but can we just not talk about the fucking Lakers, because they are so bad? Yeah. I feel right, like we always right. hit the Lakers, they, but, like, they're just, dude, they suck. Anthony Davis is a... Not, there's nothing just, to touch on, yeah. Alright, so, let dude, me ask you this, let me ask you this, then, Chooch, you're putting me on the spot with these baseball predictions as if I know more than, like, three baseball players. Hey, that's it, um, you can one of the three to win. Alright, brother, if... You had to pick teams to come out of the West. I was getting into this with uh, Rich last week. I would rank mine. Yep. I like the Grizzlies. I like the Suns. And I have a dark horse, the Mavs. Talked about the Clippers, if yep. they can get Kawhi back. But, like, what teams do you like coming out of the West? I, I like the Suns, honestly. What they were able to do without Chris Paul, the way Devin Booker's been playing recently, absolutely balling. Plus, like, they just seem, ever since the bubble when they went 8-0, they just have such great camaraderie. And they brought, obviously, Chris Paul in <laughs> after the bubble. Um, I, I kind of just have to ride with them. I do like the Grizz. Is Ja back yet? He's still a little beat up, right? Yeah, he'll be back yeah, for the but, playoff. Yeah, I mean, he'll be back run. for the playoffs, which will be good, and that'll be fun to see. But I think it's kind of – I don't know if it's, like, almost the recency bias of how good the Suns have been this year and last year, but it's kind of hard for me to pick against them Um, with everyone. I mean, there are other, other good teams in the West and stuff too, but I think I'm going to ride with the Suns. Rich, today. I got to ask you a question here, which is yeah. – we kind of talked about this a little bit last time, but I think – I think now that the Celtics are the one seed in the East, I think what you see in the Grizz do without John Morant, how the Warriors are playing and heading into the playoffs, how these other teams are kind of playing and heading into the playoffs. Uh, never mind the Nets, who are down in the nine seed in the East right now, literally favorited to come out of the East, second favorite to win the championship. I'm curious, if, if you're down with the Nets, if you're down with looking at the landscape of both the West and the East, like... You've been high on the Suns. You've been on the, high on the Bucks. I don't think we have to touch there. But is what's more what's more open to you? Like, are we just because I know you told me you think we're gonna have a, a finals rematch? But I think there's a lot of good teams in the NBA right now. I think there's a lot of good teams in the NBA right now. So let's share it right here. You kind of touched on it. I'm just gonna share my screen to show it. I cannot believe the Suns are still second in betting odds. Or excuse me, the Nets are still second in betting odds to win the championship. Makes no sense to me. Like, they literally have to finish the season well, win a play-in, play some of the top teams to get there. So, like, anyone that's going on a sports book right now and betting 450 on the Nets to win the title, that's a, it's not that they can't do it. That just seems like an awful bet to me. I'm surprised the sports books still even have them there. Now, let me just say this. I think that's an awful bet to make. I wouldn't make it, but I think I, that's pretty consistent with what I've been telling you how I feel about the Nets. And now that Kyrie Irving's back for all games, and I saw they're probably not going to have to play in a Toronto series – 
if the standings were to hold out today, as long as they make it out of the play-in. Like, to me, like, the Nets are the scariest eight seed or whatever they are potentially going to be coming out of this play-in that we've ever seen. Uh, Literally, going forward, obviously they're going to have to play a one seed. And I don't know who that's going to be at this point. The Celtics? Like, you got Celtics taking out the Nets. I think that would be a wild series, and as much as I love what the Celtics are doing, I think that I think the Nets could take out the Celtics. But aren't aren't the Celtics one of the best defensive teams in the league? They are. But obviously, have two unguardable guys in Kyrie and uh, KD. But that would be an interesting series. uh, My thing would be this: it's just it's not that the Nets can't do it. Like they can. You're right. We can line up any of the one seeds, whether it's the Sixers, the Celtics, the Bucks, and it's the Nets have a chance. They had a chance last year against the Bucks, who eventually won the title, and that was without Harden and Kyrie and stuff. So they have a chance. I'm not going to say the Nets don't have a chance. It's just an uphill battle because they could – right now they're in a scenario where they're a nine seed, which means they have to win two games to get in to the playoffs. They have to win those two games. If yep. they do a fuck-up, they're done. They lost last night against the Hornets. Now, in a playoff game, Durant's probably taking 40 shots if he needs to against the Hornets and lighting them up, but – yeah. I figure he wanted to win last night, and they lost to the Hornets, who's one of the worst defenses in the entire league. So I I can't sit here and look at them and be like, when you have the Nets at plus 450 and the Bucks at, Bucks at plus 650, who don't have to play in a play-in, are going to be healthy, just got Brooke Lopez back, one of their better defenders. Like It's just the odds to me are wild. It's not that the Nets can't do it. I just can't believe that they're favored above teams like the Bucs, really, is, is my thing. Like The Bucs are the only team I'd say for sure I'd have over them. I think the... Celtics Sixers are starting in a better spot but if the Sixers and the Nets were playing in a series today like we talked about this one a little bit I'd probably just go with the team with Kevin Durant on it and I wouldn't do too much analyzing because I don't know if I believe in the Sixers that much um and other teams have stuff I believe in a little more like the Celtics I can at least believe in their defense because they they're throwing out five guys who are more than capable defenders at any time best defense in the league the second half of the season the bucks i can believe in because i think there's a chance they have the best player on the court even when kevin durant's on the court and Giannis potentially and i think they're a more talented team but teams like the 76ers teams like the miami heat i'd probably end up picking the nets in those series solely because they have kevin durant the celtics and the bucks i have they're just aspects of the teams that i believe in so to go back to your initial question i think the celtics would be the only other team beside the bucks that i'd be like the Bucks are still my favorite, but they'd be my second there. The Sixers could do it, but it's, I don't know. I, for the first time ever, I, I still stand by everything I've said on Harden in the past, but like the more I watch Harden recently, I'm like, this playoffs isn't going differently than it's gone in the past. Like I see this dude showing up one night and not showing up the next night in the regular season. Like it's not, I don't see the playoff scenario where we're seeing like James Harden be regular season good James Harden for every game in the playoffs. He'll probably wow. get clowned again. They'll probably lose in the conference I'm gonna have finals. To clip like this yeah, you see I stand time? by everything I've always said on him, but <laughs> it hasn't it hasn't been pretty the last year or so with him and it's getting more to the point of like uh it might just be he has it some nights and doesn't have it a lot of the nights right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I have no faith in the Sixers, uh, even with Joel Embiid's MVP candidacy, but I think that's up in the air as well since James Harden's joined the team. Um, The Celtics. See, here's the funny thing about the Celtics for me. Um, They've been in, I think, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, as young as they are, they've been in three playoff runs in four years. Um, So a lot of people say, oh, they're so young. Well, no, I think they made two Eastern Conference Finals, Rich. Correct me if I'm wrong. And those were without Kyrie, obviously, with Chu coming in to start the pod, talking about Kyrie's antics on other teams. Um, But I I look at the Celtics and I'm like, yeah, 
I don't think the Celtics are, as much as they've been hot this second half of the season, are a team that is going to run through the East and is going to be able to represent the East. Um, we've talked about that being the Bucks. I just think literally both ways, it's a little, it's open all over the place. Because Rich, you'll sit here and say the Bucks, right? You'll sit here and say the Bucks out of the East is is the most consistent, and I think that's I think that's probably valid. Um, I think it's a little bit more open in the West, but a lot of people are sitting and saying, well, the Suns, right? The Suns are that valid team in the West. Um, I think you just look at both uh, both areas, and regardless if the Lakers make it out of the plan or not, you'll have potentially. You know, the Nets coming out of the plan, the Lakers coming out of the plan. I don't think they do, but just that type of vibe all the way through and through the conference. You know how I feel about the Jazz and some of these other teams in the West, but there's going to be teams that could potentially get hot and beat it, beat the, one of these teams like the Suns or the, or the Bucks on both sides. So to me, I don't know, when I'm looking at it, like it's as much as it, it seems like it's easy to say, all right, Suns, Bucks, like, yeah, this is what we're going to get. Like, I don't think, and at least on the east side, it's it's lining up where it's like, I don't know, this just looks like it's stacking up to be a bit of a challenge uh, for the Bucks and I think also the Suns because I think people are sleeping on some of these teams in the west uh, and this everyone's saying, oh, the Suns are just going to get right through the west. Um, yeah, I mean, possible. Like, the Suns got to the western, uh, the represent Suns, the west last year. for me, but Chris Paul could go I mean, down or anything could happen. Like, I don't know. To me. For sure. Anything. No, go ahead. I think I just have more faith in the fact that there's more parity than we're just going to get like a Suns-Bucks rematch. And for that, like for me, I, I, the first thing I, I'm looking at with that is like the Nets coming out and, and literally knocking off the one seed. So if you're the Celtics, as, as hyped as you are to get up to the one seed, like congratulations, you're playing the Nets with Kyrie Irving all games. Like, I got the Nets in that series. Like, I'm looking forward to I seeing some the of these Nets series after this playing and how this shakes out standing-wise. Because, yeah, as much as the Raptors have been a good regular season team, I don't have the Raptors winning any playoff series. So, whoever's matched up against the Raptors, like, I'm looking at that series like, all right, well, that'll be, unless it's the 76ers, then I'll be like, oh, damn, James Harden might sell out oh, and you got the Raptors advancing on. The Nets have to play the Raptors? You're not taking the Nets in that series, Rich? So, like, I don't know. To me, there's, like, a lot of parody in where it's, like, have you ever been, like, oh, an eight seed can win the championship? An eight seed is the second favorite to win the championship? I don't know. I don't think we see 15 seeds making the uh, Sweet 16 very often like we just saw at St. Peter's. So, I don't know. I'm just seeing it everywhere in college basketball. I was talking about it. Um. The Lakers were one of the favorites last year in the play-in tournament to win the, uh, the championship, and they ended up getting destroyed by the Suns in the first round. Yeah, up, up Davis games in that. Yeah, yeah, up up two zero in that series. Yeah, were they? The Lakers? I don't. I don't think they were ever up two zero against. I don't. Even, I think they won. I think it was a four to one series. Yeah, it was four um, one if I recall correctly. Um, Can't remember if they won but, the first one or they won the second game and then. Um, oh, the Suns were up two zero in the NBA Finals. The That's Nets, what it was. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Nets. That's tough. Series they play in, unless it's against the Bucks. They actually they might even be favored in that series. But my thing is just they have to make it through the play-in through the rest of this regular season, and then have to beat teams. So it's a harder road than they have. But if they make it to a one-eight matchup with the Celtics, the Nets will be favored to win that series. They'll be favored to win games on sports books. So like they will be the favorites. I just think they have a tougher road to climb through. 
you know, like at the end of the day, they haven't been as consistent all year long. They haven't been on the court together. But I, I agree with you. I don't think if I'm having to pick, Suns Bucks is what I'm going with. But I don't think by a long shot that's like, oh, this is what's going to happen. There is a lot of parity this year. The Suns I feel better about only because the Grizzlies have been the only team close to as consistent. The Suns have 61 wins. The Grizzlies are the next closest at 52. The Warriors are the next closest in 48, and that's in the whole league. That's not just the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. So the Suns have been by far the most consistent team. I have a tough time believing in the Grizzlies, even though they've been incredible with and without John Morant, but we'll see. I feel like I'm just going to need to see them like beat a team or two, and I'm fine with being yeah, late on will. that one, and like Seg can do his victory lap on me, but like I'm, I have a tough time seeing them beating um, even teams like the, the Mavericks and the Grizzlies. I feel like I'd be picking the Mavericks just with like, Game slows down. They have, like, the bigger star in that series who can get you a bucket. I could be wrong. The Grizzlies have been incredible all year. I know the Mavericks is one of Seg's other teams that he's picking. But, like, I think in a series like that, for example, I'd like the Mavericks where Luka's, like, he's never actually advanced in the playoffs, but he is kind of playoff tested because he keeps running – or maybe he advanced once, but he keeps going down to the Clippers over and over again by and Paul George. But mm-hmm. he's kind of had those playoff moments hitting those big shots. No, so I got the, the Grizz in that series. I love Luka, but I got the Grizz, Before bro. We, before we move on to anything, there are two things I want to touch on here for, like, shitty teams. Um, what the are. Kings did is just fire everyone that's on every part of the team that makes decisions there. They literally made a win-now move and traded their best player for the future in Tyrese Halliburton for a player who is four years older on a massive contract in Sabonis because they wanted to make the play-in tournament. And a week and a half later, they rested, rested De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis for the rest of the season because they then decide that they want to tank because they're too far out of making the play-in tournament. It's the worst team I've, like, the worst, one of the worst trades I remember seeing in a long time, one of the worst run teams I remember seeing in a long time. Like, that's truly one of the worst trades you could do because they literally said, we're, we're going win now. We're making the play-in this season. Two weeks later, they're like, yeah, no, nah, fuck. So, like, there's no way you're starting this <laughs> being glad that you, Rich was that you made that though. trade. There's just no With the fucking NBA way. the NBA trade that went down, was he was all over this. Literally a joke he was all over joke this. Of a trade. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're the Pacers sitting there right now like, wow, we actually have kind of a future right now going into next year. They're going to have a high draft pick, get Miles Turner back, Buddy Heald, uh, Brogdon's going to be healthy. They're not going to be incredible, but, like, they have an actual team to grow going forward. Darren Fox has been was really good in the time of that Albert in there, but I truly think that's one of the most botched trades you could have ever done. Like they just don't have a future. Like there are people that could argue like, oh, Fox and Sabonis were like, or excuse me, Fox and Halliburton were redundant skill sets. You needed to trade one. Like you don't trade the younger, better one for an older guy who's like, <laughs> the younger, better, your cheaper one like too. You don't oh, do that. Man. You just don't do that. Rich so, like, is absolutely roasting Sacramento. Yeah, and I just want to say we ride with the Bucks. The Bucks are winning the NBA championship. We ride with Giannis. Yeah. Zeg, do you think there's a possibility, just a question for you, do you think there's any chance, because I think there's a chance, I'm not saying it's likely, right now the two versus seven matchup, if the play-in went as planned, would be the Grizzlies versus the Timberwolves. Do you give the Timberwolves any shot in that series to win? I'm not asking you to speak down on the Grizzlies. I'm just saying, do you give the Timberwolves any shot to win? I love what the Timberwolves have done I, this year. You were, on, you were on the money with them. Carl Anthony Towns is, is a superstar in this league, and I had a solo on it. With all the stuff this dude went through with COVID, and all, he's lost like multiple family members. Uh, to him to come out and be balling like this when there was a lot of questions even coming from you, about his, you know, his chance of being that type of star for a team. Um, dude, he's been incredible this year. 
Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell. You got Pat Bev there. Yeah, absolutely. Timberwolves are, you were on it from the start. Um, I've been super impressed with the Timberwolves. But I, I'll tell you, man, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is the defensive player of the year. I think Desmond Bain has made a leap where if John Morant's just on the court, like they have one of the best sleepy backcourts in the NBA that no one's really going to talk about because obviously everyone knows John Morant. No one really knows Desmond Bain. And they have some good young talent with Steven Adams, who's a veteran guy. When I talked about this when they got Steven Adams, as much as I'm like, damn, what the hell are the Pelicans doing trading for Jonas Valanciunas? And I don't know, I see him doing all right, even obviously Zion not on the court. Steven right. Adams is a great move for the Grizzlies, just like I told you Andre Drummond would be a great move for the Nets, who I see him piecing down the court and having great games for the Nets. Don't worry, bro. Nets will be fine. Grizzlies will be fine. Timberwolves have been pretty impressive though, but no, I don't have them over. I don't have them over the Grizzlies. No, I have the Grizzlies. I'm not as, asking if you have them over them. I'm saying, do you give them a shot to win, or how many games would you expect the series to go to? I know you're picking the Grizzlies to win that series. I'm yeah, saying, I got like, the Timberwolves probably picking up a game or two, maybe going five or six, uh, depending on how things shake out and with Ja getting back. Like, dude, if Ja's back and and is just normal and like you know isn't going out again and doesn't have any issues, like I think the Grizzlies. Are gonna are gonna make it through the West, and you're gonna see kind of what I'm talking about here with uh, how impressive they have been. And I think if we're looking at asked, what my reason I asked is I would if you're asking me who I think wins, I'd probably say Grizzlies in six in that series. Maybe they could even do it in five. But if you also told me the Timberwolves advance in seven, I wouldn't be shocked because like I could look at the teams and just be like, okay, like an athletic team with like three kind of guys who could get it done versus the team who was doing it together all year. Game slows down in the playoffs. Maybe they could get it. I think the Grizzlies are the favorite by far, and I would not pick the Timberwolves to win, but I think it's a fun series. I think like the Timberwolves have a shot in it. I don't think it's like a, oh, they're getting fucked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just I picked the Grizzlies. What do we got? 8 7 8 games left to the regular season. We're hitting one yeah, this week. Um Shout out the Hornets who are ahead of the Nets right now technically and so they got a lot to play for. So I think we'll be seeing a pretty fire NBA game with some Miles Bridges in game dunks and LaMelo Ball dropping 33 on seven threes like the Hornets. I'm not saying they're but like even the Hornets, man, like you have these one-and-done scenarios, and I, I heard this this morning that I'm just like, all right, like, what's good? Like, Trey Young absolutely dipping out on the Knicks la- last season in the playoffs, right? Just ending their season. If it started right now, I think uh, I saw it would be Nets against the Hawks. Trey Young would have a chance to ruin the Nets season. And, hey, I'm not saying I, I'm picking the Hawks in that game either, but Hey, Trey Young, he could have the opportunity to be the biggest villain in New York since I heard Reggie Miller. I don't know. I'd have to do some more research. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Chu? Um, I have nothing to contribute to the basketball portion of this, but I do want to let our listeners know that Francisco Alvarez hit a 441-foot home run the other day with 109 exit velo, MPH right there, and only eight players since the StatCast era started in 2015 have done that, and those are names like Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Joey Gallo, Trevor Story, guys like that. So uh, <laughs> we got a beast on our hands. He's Chewy only 20 years unreal. old, and he hits absolute nukes. Chewy. Let me ask Chewy a question that he can actually get in on. Um, we haven't talked about much of this yet, but uh, damn. So, if you're looking at some of these off-season moves, 
I'm just curious uh, what you guys think if you were uh, looking at these offseason moves. You got a you got a favorite one. You got a most disappointing one. How are we feeling about any of these moves? You're talking and, NFL? Yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously, the one I'm most excited for, well, there's two, really. Um, the first one, obviously, it has to be the Russell Wilson trade, which I believe we touched on a little bit. As a Broncos guy, I'm gassed up for that. Yep. They um, also had uh, Randy Gregory and yep, another guy, Jones, to- I think, from San Francisco. Uh, inner line, inner defense alignment. Yep. Where hey, there's a lot of expectations now, but you go look around the rest of that division, AFC West. Uh, that's a gauntlet, bro. Well, the obviously other, the Chiefs the trade yeah, Tyree Kill. That was the other move so, I'm so happy about. I'm just curious right now if you boys, you if you boys, yeah, Rich has a question for you. Um, I have a question for you as well. Like now that this trade happened for the Chiefs, we talked about this trade. You know, we talked a little bit about the Chiefs, and you know how I kind of feel about the Chargers. I know how you kind of feel about the Chargers. Um, who added Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. Uh, the Raiders add Devontae Adams. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying the Raiders are going to be world winners, but, hey, if they're coming up fourth in that division, like that's probably going to be a good seven, eight wins at least to me. So, yeah, to me that's a gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's gonna be a I don't know if the Broncos are the team I see coming out of that gauntlet. Yep. I'm I, curious if you do. No, and Rich I, probably I has still, a question for um, you. I am still gonna pick the Chiefs to win the division. I think the Tyreek trade was Hill, but or, uh, the Tyreek Hill trade was huge. Um, but Rich and I talked about it when we were gaming the other night, and he brought up a lot of good points. They got a bunch of draft picks back. Andy Reid and them, they they know how to kind of draft their guys, what they're looking for, and speed guys and stuff too. Tyreek Hill is a huge factor, but I think they'll be able to replace him with a Tyreek Hill light type guy and you know that offense is still so scary with Patrick Mahomes and stuff too I think they do need to bring back Tyron Matthew the leader of their defense I'm going to pick the Chiefs just because what we've seen in the past few years they're such a well-run organization that I just can't pick against them uh I do have the Broncos as the second team in that division I think it's going to be a slugfest and I could see it being the Chargers or the Raiders too it's such a good division but um Bringing in a leader like Russell Wilson, who's only had one losing season, which was last year, and he also won a few games towards the end of the year, too, once he came back from his injury. I think that's a huge thing. He's motivated to play. There's a great roster around him. Denver is a great place to play, so I'm really excited about them. And then, But I'm not going to knock the what the Chargers have done, bringing in Khalil Mack, bringing in J.C. Jackson. You have another year of development for Herbert, who looks like he is the bee's knees. So I'm scared, but... My take with the Chargers has always been, until they actually do it, I just can't put faith in them. I would put more faith in the Raiders, honestly. Just because, I mean, we saw what they did last year. Yes, they have a new coach coming in, but he's an offensive-minded guy. You bring in a guy like Devontae Adams. Um, but I think when it comes down to who's winning the division, I'm picking the Chiefs still. And Rich, what's your question, my dude? First thing I'll say before I ask the question, I heard it, not really in response to anything you said, but I did, I don't know where I heard this, and I thought it was an interesting point. As of, like, another reason, the Chiefs are probably interested in trading Tyreek Hill and just that you have to pay $120 million to your deep threat, but every team is scheming to try and take away the Chiefs' deep threat. Mm -hmm. So in reality, maybe you'd rather have another guy who you're not paying that to out there for much cheaper than you're paying it like a threat, but have all your money allocated elsewhere so teams Mm -hmm. aren't taking away your $120 million dollar guy basically every single night but Mm -hmm. just a thought on that my question would be do you think it's more likely that the broncos finish with a top two seed in the afc or a four seed or fourth in their division that's a good question uh to be honest i would probably go with the latter i think it's more likely that they finish fourth but they still have a a, a solid record you know i agree Um, i mean you look at the afc 
You have a lot of great teams. Here's I mean, my thing on this year. That's Bills a good question. Too. But here's Bills my thing on this. Bringing in my dude Von Miller, I think that's huge for their defense. Yeah. They get a great leader. I'm gonna be really scared. I of the think Bills Von. This year. I think Von Miller addition is getting it's slept massive. on. Yeah. Because, six years, 120 million. I'm but like, it's damn. More of a, that's. But it's more of a. It's really a three year, like 60 million dollar deal. It was spread out longer to kind of eat yeah. out the cap hit. But uh, obviously, he's still move. playing at a high level. They'll pay him for you know the years following. But it's yeah. really a three year deal. Fun little fact. I do want to throw this out because he's my dude. Von Miller is the only player in NFL history as a defender to sign two $100 million contracts. Yeah. So that's just a cool little nugget. Shout out to him. I'd bounce both of this uh, question to you guys, which is we've seen this now a couple seasons in the uh, row in the NFL where QB goes to a new team mm-hmm. and they win a Super Bowl. Yeah. So now you got all these expectations with tons of QB movement. Yeah, yeah. It's not you got Russell. tons of yeah. QB movement. And when I'm looking at like the QB movement – considering mm-hmm. all factors involved, looking at the AFC West and how much of a gauntlet it is, I just see it hard for this, the Denver Broncos being that team to win the Super Bowl this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think- so when I look around the landscape of like some of these other moves, like I like Matt Ryan to the Colts more than I like Russell Wilson to the Broncos if like you're trying to win like a Super Bowl this yeah, year. Yeah, but it's also an easier division there too, so I think that factors into well, it. Well, it does. Yeah, 100%. It does. But I say, can, I, I'm just say saying this. when I look at these other yep. moves, like I'm looking at that one like, damn, that might be the one where you see An the QB road, move yeah. and they win the Super Bowl yeah. with that team. Like I'm not saying I that's going to happen. I'm saying no. I look at that one and I'm like, I have more faith in that than I do the Broncos. Yep. I think I like, look at some of these other moves that have been made for the QB position mm-hmm. and your boy Baker Mayfield's still out there. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I don't know if another couple weeks are going to go by. You're going to have to come in and start sounding like Rich was about James Harden on Baker Mayfield because mm-hmm. Hey, man, at this point, it's looking like he's not even going to have a job. Yeah, I do kind of feel bad for him in that sense because his shoulder was ripped up. And I've been saying he should have just sat it down. Probably, yeah. And and He he kind of got screwed over, in my opinion, a little bit. But I understand the move. Deshaun Watson, with all of his legal troubles, is still a way more talented quarterback than Baker. He's shown it on the highest level and stuff, too. Yeah, I think that's uh, an interesting... With that being said, uh, just quickly, uh, you know... With the Deshaun Watson thing, it's just kind of. Um, I don't know. I sorry, think I had to like Cali. Uh, I think just that's just. A, I, I don't, think that, I don't even really want to talk about it because it's still not settled yet and stuff too. It's just kind of a weird move, especially two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed. Um, but with that being said, I also think there's a little bit of recency bias with your point. Um, just because you had two amazing quarterbacks switch teams and go to the perfect systems, you had Tom Brady go to Tampa Bay, they win it. You see. Uh, Matthew Stafford go to the Rams, who were just a quarterback away, and then they win it. Um, You know, you have a bunch of quarterbacks moving around and stuff. You mentioned Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson. We have Deshaun Watson. But I, when push comes to shove, I feel like I'd rather kind of ride with a team like the Bills, the Chiefs, maybe even throw Aaron Rodgers in them. Actually, no, I forgot that. No, no, never mind. I take that back. I forgot they lost Devontae Adams. Got to see what they do in the draft. But also, I know you're going to hate to hear this, but, you know, Tampa Bay did bring a certain quarterback back. He decided to unretire. So, obviously, they're going to be a threat. But as far as the quarterbacks on the new teams, I don't think there's any, any even my dude, Russ. Like, I just, I think the first step is to make the playoffs, right? Obviously, you want to win a Super Bowl and stuff, too. But I still don't have Denver, like, as my favorite to win the Super Bowl. Like, being honest, try and take my bias out of it and stuff, too. Really good team. I think they're set up for the future now with him, but it's... I think it's going to take a couple of years to kind of really get that that Super Bowl push in. You know what I'm saying? Maybe next year or something after a year of familiarity. But also with that division, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. A team could easily be a number one seed or the four uh, fourth in their division, like Rich said. All four teams. And the other thing to remember is this time last year, if anyone had said that the Super Bowl was going to be 
Bengals versus Rams. Like we thought the Bengals would have like five to six wins. We mm-hmm. had no idea how good Cooper Cup was going to be. OBJ wasn't even there. It's like no one would have thought that would be the Super Bowl. So like going off to Chewy's point, like it's such a deep division. Like they could potentially they could potentially be the three third in their division, the Broncos, and make the playoffs. And like at the end of the day, if you make the playoffs, you just need to be hot at the right time. So like. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of analyzing that'll go on by everyone and us the next few months, and it's we're all probably going to be wrong in the end because the teams are going to change and they're going to have new people and people are going to be better than they thought they were going to be by the end of the year. So it's not crazy to expect the uh, Broncos to be a fourth in the division or first in the division to me by the time the year's done. I think it's interesting because the Broncos have made a lot of moves, not just on offense but on defense. And I guess my point is with bringing up that division and how tough it is, and you know everyone's going to talk about it. Uh, I talked about the NFC. West being the toughest division in football, and I thought it proved to be last year. I've come into this season thinking that I, the AFC West is going to be the toughest in football. So when I look at these other AFC teams that have made some moves, I'd ask you guys this. Do the Colts have more wins than the Broncos this year? Do the Dolphins have more wins than the Broncos this year? I know you guys aren't as high as the Dolphins and as a Tua as I am, I, I am. but I like the I'm Dolphins' moves, and I like Tua, yeah. and I think they're going to be miles ahead of a team or two in the AFC West based on the division they play in and how their schedule shakes out. So when I'm looking at that, when you're asking that question of being the second best team in the AFC, that's going to be a tough feat in this AFC where you got some of these divisions that are stacked up now. Go look at the AFC North. Everyone's high on Joey Burr. You got Deshaun Watson, and I think he's going to get suspended, but he's probably going to be there at some point because he ain't going to get suspended like Calvin Ridley did, even though he should. Uh, He already missed a season. That's what the NFL is going to say. Um, I think with this whole Deshaun Watson thing that I think Chu brought up that is just also wild to me is Cleveland asked for an adult and they go and get a guy who's literally dealing with, to me, not adult-like things. So, I, I don't know, bro. Maturity with Deshaun Watson and adult-like leadership with Deshaun Watson is not what you signed him for. You signed him for the player he was. So, mm. the type of the BS that they're letting out... Um, to me, is just kind of annoying to a point where if any of us did any of that type of shit, we wouldn't be signing new contracts nor probably in the type of situation that he's finding himself in, which is already on another team pretty quickly. And I know the criminal stuff is not being upheld, but the civil suits are. So I, I don't know. Like, at this Still point... Still got to see, see it play out, you know? It's... it's... It is what it is. I do just want to say this, though. Um, if the Broncos had re-signed Von Miller instead of Randy Gregory, I would be picking them to win the division because of the leadership and him going back there. Uh, just looking at the numbers, um, how the hell do you sign Randy Gregory to, what was it, like $72 million or something and not get Von Miller? The dude's highest sacks in a season was six. Um, Von Miller in an injury-plagued season last year and getting traded still racked up eight or nine and a half, so... I don't know, just a little nugget there. If Vaughn had come back to Denver, I certainly would have them as uh, winning the division. Yeah, we still got a lot of like NFL offseason to see play yeah, out. Obviously, the draft. I think players. we can talk a little bit more about when the draft is over, which is going to creep up real quick as April's already right around the corner, just a few uh, days away. And that means the Masters is right around the corner. Obviously, mm-hmm. you got the Final Four this weekend and the National Championship. So before I let you guys go, just curious. Not sure how you guys' brackets are doing. I know mine's busted, mine's but who you guys got winning the uh, national championship this oh, year? Four scripted. teams left. Are you, it's so scripted. Are you kidding me? You got it's Duke. Gonna be, yeah, it's going to be Duke. Duke's going to beat UNC. 
this weekend, and then they're going to end up winning the national championship, and Coach K rides off into the over sunset. Kansas because I think Kansas yeah, I beats Villanova. Can- yeah, I have him over Kansas. I don't know. I that's over him too. You think that's going to happen? 100%, dude. It, the writing is on the wall. It's been there since the bracket was set, and it's just lining up closer and closer and closer. Coach K was devastated, had that great speech after it's about scripted. yada, 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 we lost. It's 100% going to happen. Okay, so um, as if you're going to call the March Madness scripted, is the smack across the face for Will Smith scripted or not scripted? No, that was just legit. Curious. That was legit. Because the more not- and more I watch that, the more and more I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, it, I know, I know... The intentions probably were there, but, like, the dude literally walks up on stage, smacks him, and I'm watching this video a ton of times, turns around, he's, like, smiling. Like, I don't know. To me, if, like, you're actually mad, like, you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. So, I don't know. To me, they had that's more scripted than the NCAA tournament. No, Just saying. No, that was one, legit. One, Kansas is going to win because I had him from the beginning, so I'm just sticking with them. I don't think I can win any of my brackets. I do have two. Two different brackets. I only did three. Um, two of them have Villanova and Kansas meeting in the final four, but I don't have either. I didn't have North Carolina or Duke, and I'm not the team in first that has Kansas winning, so I can't win any of mine. But I had Kansas winning them. Um, it does seem like it's setting up for a nice finish to Duke, but I don't think it's scripted. So fuck Duke. Kansas is going to win it. Hopefully, Duke loses against North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the fight thing was scripted only because like neither of those two had anything to gain from that. The only thing that would only people that had anything to gain would be like the people running the Oscars. So it's like, why would Will and Chris Rock make themselves spectacles of themselves for that dumb thing? Like, I don't think like they just have nothing to gain from that. It's like, no, I definitely don't think it was scripted and the audio after, if you're listening to Mm -hmm. it, like he's fucking screaming out piss, like screaming fucking stuff. And the last thing is Chris Rock's reaction was he's like, don't fucking put my wife's name in your mouth. And he's like, all right, okay, I'm done. I won't like that response was like, yeah, <laughs> it just seemed like a response of someone that's like, has no idea what to say in that moment of like, all right, bro, you just kind of freaked out, but like, mm-hmm. all right, <laughs> I look at that, it, seemed, that seemed pretty legitimate. I look at it this way. I saw a tweet that broke it down pretty well. Chris Rock is a comedian, so people chill. But with that being said, you don't make fun of people with autoimmune disorders and stuff like that or medical is- issues. I get that. Will Smith hits his wife, so he feels like he has to protect her. Both were wrong in the case. You shouldn't have wa- walked up and smacked him in the face. Maybe you should have handled it after behind closed doors and stuff too. But also the heat of the moment thing, it is what it is. It is kind of blown up. I think it's good for the Oscars because the Oscars has been dying for years now. That definitely gave it a little bit of juice. But no, that was 100% legit. 100% legit. That definitely gave it a little bit of juice, going back to my point where maybe it's scripted. Way more scripted than the NCAA tournament. Which, let me say this, boys. I threw 25 on Duke to win the uh, tournament. Uh, I guess it was after the first round for the 325 payout. They're willing to give me like 110 bucks right now. Had a tough... I know Rich tells me to never cash out my bets, but... uh, it's been a c- tough night for me, Rich. So when do I just uh, accept the fact they're going to give me plus 75 and Duke might not even beat UNC, who I think UNC, by the way, first year without Roy Williams, first year coach of Hubert Davis. And I was talking about this when the Roy Williams was retired. We're just like, damn, same thing with Coach K on the way out. Like, how are these programs going to go on going forward? Just fine. Just fine. UNC's legit. And they've beat Duke this year. So it's not insane to me that they do. When do I when do I uh, throw in the towel on this bet, Richard? I just let it ride because I made it. 
you can hedge it if you want. Like uh, Duke's going to be favored or over North Carolina. Yeah, I was so, going like, to do that. You bet on the initial bet. Twenty five. So the way bet? I figured is if I bet a hundred, if I bet a hundred on UNC money line, I'm basically. I'm basically there, but or maybe it'd have to be a little more. <laughs> if you only, yeah, if you only bet twenty five, it's like right now UNC is plus one sixty on DraftKings. So like, you could go in and bet twenty dollars on them, and the payout's fifty two, and then it's like, all right, like I'm at least making my money back if UNC like wins and fucks this up. But you still have your bet in for going forward if you want. Yeah, or fuck it, cash it out if you want, do whatever. If you're happy with the profit, cash it out if it's making like a five to ten dollar bet or something it's like i don't give a shit about the four dollars i could make back i'd rather just try and win the bet but when it's something like this and you you can have like 75 100 a profit or something like fuck it if you want the money do it and then continue betting i don't think there's a wrong decision to make here Mm -hmm. i just think it's silly to cash out for like two three dollar profit rather than like riding the bet that you believe yeah i agree i agree with that for sure but like this is where i got hung up a little bit with the whole I think the cash out thing is the most interesting thing about sports betting. Cause I'll do that sometimes where I hedge my bet. Like, okay, say I go throw in a hundred dollar on UNC, right? And they start out, they start out, they're up in the game, like five, seven points, whatever. Sometimes they'll get that thing pretty up close yeah. to it. And then I'm like, oh damn, I still think Duke's going to win the game. So you cash, you cash one of those, but that, you know what I'm saying? Yep, it, to me, it's a game dog. It's a game. And it's like to get to where I'm, because my brother's like, so bro, I, you can't be doing right. that. That's then you're not. What do you? And I'm like, bro, I, the way I feel like I'm doing it, like I can't lose. I know it kind of sounds like weird, but like, no, 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 you're. Even you're last right. night, dude. Last night was a perfect example. I had, I had Lakers. I had 25 on Lakers money line in Dallas Mavericks money line to win 112. I had a separate parlay right before, right before the game started getting where the Lakers were crushing. They were still like plus money. Uh, plus money. I threw another twenty five on that. At halftime, right before I went to bed, I could have cashed out forty six, like forty seven or something. Or like it was like I, they were basically giving me my whole payout, uh, and I didn't because I'm like, oh, they're gonna win. And the other one I would let ride because the Mavs were still down, and I end up losing both. So to me, that was a night I probably should have done one right. Like should have just cashed one out when it was up. Like I was already up money on it. I don't know. To me, it's like to me, it's like that's part of the game. Like to me, I don't know. I know you say not to cash out your bets, but like you're beating, you're beating the spread. It's basically what you're doing. You're predicting like, okay, I think this is profitable right now, and now it's more profitable than it was before. I no longer have to take any risk here. I already made money. Like it's that's a very reasonable thing. Yeah, that's. I've been trying to do that more with and I'm going to next year with futures betting because the only team I really did it with um, is the Boston Celtics. I put in a few bets. I think I talked about this on our last one. Right after their defense was picking up and after the Derek White trade, I put in bets for them to finish first in the Eastern Conference. And so I put in a few $5 bets that I can – the payout on those is 204. And right now I can cash those out for like $150 if I wanted to on a $5 bet. So it's basically just putting in bets where – I don't even necessarily think this is going to win. I just think a month from now, if it's a futures bet, I think they'll be in a better spot than they are now. So even if I don't think it's going to win, I can cash this out at a profit from where it is. Or maybe I think they're going to win at that point and I can't. So that's what I'm going to try and do next year. You don't want to do it with like middling teams. You don't want to be like, 
oh, I'm going to bet the Thunder because, like, I think they could be, like, a nine seed by the end of the year. It's like, well, they're still not going to have good odds. But you want to do it with the teams like the Celtics that were, like, a six, seven seed. And it's like, no, they could legitimately be one of the best teams in the conference. They just – the standings are so close. They made a good trade. They need stuff to fall their way. I did that so, with the Grizzlies, dog. I only threw 15 down, but it was – I threw it down a while back now. They're, they're, it, the way it's looking is they're already going up plus money and the playoffs hasn't even hit. But, like, I'm letting that ride because I got the Grizzlies winning a couple playoff series and then maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll hedge it then. But, yeah, no, I hear you on that. Chewy, you got to throw in some futures on the MLB. I see some of the MLB uh, stuff coming in. out. I got 25 to win 350 Mets uh, World Series plus 1,300. Yeah, the betting game has been. 450 for the Cy. I'm going to throw a little bit on that, and I might just hedge it with a Scherzer, too. Throw it in there because I think he's plus 650. So if I can do it the right way, make money on that with uh, the two of those guys. You better go check your uh, FanDuel account after we get out of here, Rich, to see if those uh, yeah, how much those Laker ones are going to pay out because that will be nice for I'm you. I'm excited about this. It was $5 bet to win 204 for the Celtics. I think it's going to hit. I hope it does. Oh, to be the number one seed? Yeah. They don't oh, have to wow. Win anything. There's to, be, to be the one seed. Oh, wow. That could very well hit for you. I have so many, like, futures bets for, like, MVP stuff in here. Like, yeah, I do too. They're all tiny, like two, five, three dollars. Oh shit, I did eighteen on one. Mobley, Monty Williams, Rudy Gobert, and Pete. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's not happening. Jaron Jackson Jr. I don't think bro, Rudy Gobert's getting it. Jaron yeah, no, Jackson I don't, Jr. I don't think that part's getting it, but the rest of that I still like. But we'll see. There's so many of those. I know Chew's got to go home and get his nap. I got a couple smack bombs before we go. Uh, was it Grant Williams who got hurt last night? I thought he was Robert Williams. Or Robert Williams, sorry. I know there's two Williams. Yeah, Robert Williams, uh, torn meniscus out indefinitely. Wow, let's go. Um, and Rich, then, is, Rich is going to be urged. Other, Duke's wow. going to be Duke's going to be sad. What a wild, stupid thing to say. Wow, let's go. I think that's crazy because I'm literally saying, hey, let's wait and see how the injuries shake out. And to me, if you got the Celtics as a one seed, I'm, I hope your bet still cashes in for you. But, like, this is this is how upsets happen in the NBA playoffs, my guy. And, yeah, I like what the Celtics are doing. Wow, let's go after he tore it. <laughs> All right, fuck off. I'm not a fucking Celtics fan. All right, sorry. I hope he recovers quickly. More, more importantly, though. No, you're just a douche. More importantly, <laughs> who cares about basketball because baseball's ramping up. Boys, the road to 700 is back on. The Cardinals are bringing back <laughs> Albert Pujols on a one-year deal to play DH for them. He is 21 home runs away from 700. Hey, Rich. He would be the fourth member of the club, so let's go, Albert. Oh, my God. The machine. Albert Pujols. Yep, he's still playing, boys. He's still playing. He's back. It's going to be nice to see, too. I'm, you, know, you know me. I'm kind of funny with it. Um, so he wore five, obviously, in St. Louis. No one will ever wear it again except him. He wore five in L.A., when he went last year to the Dodgers when he got uh, cut and then signed by them, he had to wear 55 because Corey Seager was there. Just seeing him wear 55 and not just 5 was very weird, but it's going to be nice to see him back in red. Um, I've always hated the Cardinals, but I do love Pujols. He's an incredible player. Uh, it's amazing he's still going at this point, but let's go. 21 more homers till 3,000. Or, I mean, not 3,000, Jesus Christ. Um, 700. And then with that being said, I think Miggy Cabrera is about 18 hits away from 3,000. So we got some milestones that on the horizon said, this year. Um, no, I just want to clarify myself here, Rich. I was saying, wow, let's go, because I'm trying to say, is this what I'm talking about? I'm not saying, wow, let's go, Robert Williams is injured. I'm saying, what or whoever oh, got Robert Williams. What? Okay, I got you, that. 
I'm saying like, wow, let's go. Like somebody got injured. Like that's basically my whole point heading into the whole parody thing. And with that, I don't know. That's just what I'm talking about. Chris Paul, whatever. All right, fine. Just let it play out just like everything else that's been playing out. And people uh, can justify it on on their own, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Wow, let's go. When it's like, no, I'd rather see the team, the guys be healthy and people not get hurt and the teams be good. So it's kind of like, damn. Yeah, that yeah, that would have been go. nice to say about like half of Tom Brady's Super Bowl runs, but unfortunately that's part of sports. So you, if you're <laughs> gonna say it about this, we're gonna have to say it about that. All right. I got to run to the gym on the Tom Brady note. Uh, that's that's my cue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, you guys should discuss Tom Brady this upcoming season, though. No, fuck Ooh. off. He's he's is, <laughs> is his gold legacy on the line this season? There, I'll leave you guys on that topic. Peace. Oh, you son of a bitch! How dare you? <laughs> yeah, it's done though. <laughs> it's absolutely donezo. We're not talking about that. He ain't. He ain't. It is on the line though. This man, this man, trying to act like he can just splash back onto the scene and uh, no big, you know, big deal, right? I don't know. To me, I've been missing so many birthdays that I've been seeing. I used to been doing mad birthdays on the pod. The pod has changed so much over time, bit, just yeah. like everything else. You know, it's yes, great. Yes, sir. Things change. Got to keep changing. You know. We probably hit everyone's birthday throughout the 360. Nah, days. we missed nah, we, we missed, missed some couple, birthdays. Yeah. Come on, you freak. Oh yeah. That would have been cool though if we hit everyone's birthday, but it's definitely lot, not. It's at least 365 different shows, so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Much love to you, my friend, coming Much love, through today. My Always a pleasure. Always. Good catching up on some sports. Enjoy that baseball. Oh, you know I will. Francisco Alvarez is playing inter-squad scrimmage today. Just wanted to let you know he's two for two with two doubles. This kid is the real deal. Keep your fingers crossed on the Lakers and uh, the rest of the teams I've been rooting for come NBA time and Duke come NCAA time this weekend. And Masters is coming up, bro. There's been some good golf going on. I saw watching the match play a little bit this weekend. Frankie Lindor, MVP. Frankie you Lindor. You heard it here first. This dude's a fucking... You heard it here first. I don't think anybody that listens to this, which by the way, it's not many, is going to be like, yeah, Frankie Lindor is the MVP of the MLB. Yep, and they, maybe they said last year when I said Bryce Harper was winning MVP, then maybe they laughed at that too, and everyone said Tatis, but who won the MVP? Yeah, all I know is Otani won the MVP. He did, and you called it, so... That's all I have for your waves today. I appreciate all listening as always. And as always, still have no shame what I have to say. This man with a nickname. Until next time, everybody, peace and love. Stay safe out there. Deuces. You're listening to Seggy Station. Yeah, yeah. Listen to the-